0: Welcome to Monroe Mustangs. I'm your host, David Spiegel. With me today is one of the newest members of the Monroe College Athletics family. Please welcome eSports coordinator Govinda Ragubar.
1: Hello, guys. How's it going?
0: Hey, Govinda. So I'm happy to finally have you on the show. Um, I want to talk about the newest Monroe Mustangs athletic program, which is our eSports program, which is, you know, an overbearing program, um, which encompasses, many more titles, you know, kind of in the same way, like we have men's sports and women's sports, you know, we have eSports now. So I want to talk to you today about how this program started, what it looks like right now, what the goals of it are. And I want to teach our audience what eSports are and everything that goes into it, you know, as someone who has a basic knowledge of it, but not a very in-depth knowledge of it. I can also say that I'll be learning a lot along with our audience. So Uh, I want to definitely take the time to educate everyone and show them what's so great about this upcoming opportunity.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, So our program at Monroe is starting with like sort of a building year. We have started to collect students who are interested in the program, and we have a Discord server going um, that will be included somewhere for you guys to see this. But um, basically, we have started the program with three games. We are now competing in... Uh, Overwatch, League of Legends, and Super Smash Bros. Uh, the first semester, uh, which was last semester, we were you know, collecting team members and stuff, and we are still absolutely open to new team members. So if you're interested, please like look at the links. Um, we have taken those guys, and we've had gotten coaches for each of the games, and now we're working on building their skills so that they can compete against other teams uh, in the spring. Um, so far, it's been pretty good uh the interest level has been high it's uh we are now looking to expand while that means getting more students it also means if there are other games that the students here or the students who are looking to come here might be interested in we're looking to expand our offerings like uh some of the other games we've been looking at have been like uh overwatch which is a blizzard card game i'm sorry not overwatch but Hearthstone. it's a blizzard card game while we're also looking at uh Possibly Fortnite and then Two K. You know, where I gotta fill some of that empty basketball season. Um, it's been it's been really interesting. I actually think Two K weekend specifically, uh, they they do a very good job of the competitive scene, and it'd be really interesting to see if some of the students are interested in that. Um, we kind of started this program. Uh, we we had ideas about wanting to do this program uh, a couple of years ago, I mean, about two years ago, and. Now it's finally come to fruition and I'm super excited to get it off the ground. I think that esports has a very firm place in like college uh, because there are students who come out of like high school and immediately go pro or they have interest in going pro and there's not a very like direct path of I am good at this. How can I take advantage of the fact that I'm good at it. I think other other uh, sports like traditional sports like basketball or baseball if you're good at it you can like use that to your advantage and find a college that wants you and then if you're good enough to go professional you can do that and if you're not it was still worthwhile for you to play college so i think that's what we're trying to build here and it's really interesting to see like how we can facilitate that and what gems we can find already existing in monroe and what gems we can find to come to monroe for next season
0: yeah and esports is definitely something that I was kind of pushing for for a while. I'm in my fourth year at Monroe but it was one of the things that uh, I brought up to our athletic director Lou Melendez and our express athletic director Larry Premiano as well and it was something we were talking about for a while and then when I was told that you were coming on board and this was the plan I got excited because you know finally we're, we're jumping into this, this, uh, this field and as you know as we've been in planning this the last few months we've seen a lot of other schools in the area starting their own programs as well and obviously that means that it's just going to raise the level of competition and raise the opportunities or increase the opportunities to compete locally as well as on a national stage at certain times so I think I think what we're going to be doing is going to be really great especially as it goes on so one the next thing I would do want to discuss with you is you know as I said a lot of other programs are starting to, add esports to their athletic programs. So what do you think it's gonna be about our current program or the program that we're building that's gonna make it unique and a different experience than what you might find at other places?
1: I think the difference here is that uh, a lot of colleges, including, I, I went to Hunter College and uh, they have sort of an esports program, but a lot of it is student-driven. And while that's awesome, I, I love st- student-driven programs in colleges. It allows for a, a sort of, um, it's, it's a lot more natural because you're trying to get the, uh, uh, the, the people at the school who don't really know about esports to wrap their head around why this is important and how they can help you but that's always an uphill battle. So student-run programs right out the gate will always start better. I think it's it's awesome. It's like a passion project. You get you get kids who are like, I wanna play this game. There are other people in other colleges who wanna play this game. Let me seek them out. And let me find out how I can compete against them. However, the benefits that Monroe is, is um, allowing their students is that we are coming in with a full-fledged like coaching staff and we can take a student who is just interested. If they're interested and dedicated, This is the program for you we will we will help you get to where you want to go as as long as you have the interest and dedication this uh, these games are games that are like very very teachable i think that once we get to a higher level as the program gets stronger the spots will be a lot more competitive but there is absolutely like a spot for anyone as long as the interest level and the willing to Listen and get better. Is there? We we have the tools to develop these students inside. That's the big reason MonroE Esports is is such a unique experience. You get to come in and want to help you find whatever your path is, including your gaming hobby. I think that the ability to not have to like, you know, we, we are we are supporting the program. We we don't have unlike uh. Other experiences I've had in the past with college esports, it's not completely up to the student to try to like figure out who they have to play against, how they're going to get there, who's recording score. All of this is stuff that Monroe wants to do internally, and we can really do some really cool production with this. I'd like to like even if you're not good enough to play, but this is your interest. We can have students commentary. We can have students um, on the production side, like whether it be YouTube or Twitter. Like the Monroe esports, it's going to be a whole. It's a whole package of how we present um, this opportunity to students at this school.
0: So you mentioned that obviously there's a lot of opportunity available when it comes to esports and you know one, we want to make sure that we're giving the best opportunities possible to the incoming students or students that are already at Monroe that decide to join this program but um, you know there are a few more things that make us unique in that you know just like varsity programs there is there are scholarship opportunities available with our program. So uh, I wanna know if you could maybe expand upon this a little bit more and you know, what we're looking to do with that.
1: Okay, so far for for new incoming students, we're looking to um, offer scholarships so that we can attract the best of the best to Monroe in terms of eSports. I think that uh, there is a lot of opportunity for, for like how we wanna develop this program and Monroe has allowed us to, they basically hired me as one of our um, off-campus locations where Encore Esports, I look, I'm look. i located about a block away from Monroe, two, two or one or two blocks away from Monroe. And you can come there. We will have competitions there with state-of-the-art equipment, good recording, able to do like an absolutely like monster production when it comes to like what our games will look to the public, whether like we're streaming on the Monroe Esports Twitch or on Instagram Live from Monroe. Like, we will I, I think the the what Monroe is trying to do in terms of availing the students with the best equipment is is awesome like besides doing that we're also um, installing some places in the dorms for people to uh, have as a as a place that that you like hang out but also as a place where this is a like where you can get some practice in as well as um, I think it's Gaddy Hall is it um, yeah that's one of the spots is also where we're going to be putting some setups there for people to come practice with other teammates once uh, the COVID thing kind of comes back to normal. Um, So like once these regulations are lifted we're we're looking really excited to take full advantage of all of the the, both on campus and off campus the availability for the esports students to really like take advantage of state of the art equipment in a facility that's very conducive to them
0: growing their game as much as possible. Yeah, I think that's one thing that I'm looking forward to as well is that, you know, with eSports, you know, at the very basic level, you're playing video games and everyone and a lot of people play video games from home on their own computer or on their own PS4, PS5, Xbox, whatever it is, Nintendo Switch. But one thing that we definitely want to do is make this, you know, just like our other sports, you know, it's happening in person. We can have an audience you know, you're practicing with your teammates right next to you. And it's something I'm really looking forward to is just seeing the camaraderie of the program as it builds and builds and seeing the audiences once this becomes a really big thing. And I think it is going to be a really big thing, but one thing I do want to expand upon a little bit more, and you mentioned it is that, um, you know, your, your business, Encore Esports is down the block from Monroe college. So can you tell me more about what Encore Esports is and how you came to opening this place? um we are basically uh it depends it depends what you're you're looking for with
1: what we are but we're we're really a hub for competitive esports so like in like natural like how it works like normally it you come in and it functions as an arcade but not arcade games more so like esport games like it's it's people come to just hang out and play uh Esport sport games like Legends or Counter-Strike and things on the computer or Smash Bros on the Nintendo Switches or, you know, they, they come to play the multiplayer games and the whole purpose of it is while it may be fun for me to, like, if I want to get better at basketball, me going to the park and, and working on fundamentals and shooting, that's something that I can do by myself and that's like conducive, right? But everyone enjoys and will have a more full experience by them going to like the park with friends and then doing the same thing and being able to work on more because you have more people and then seeing what other people are working on. So that's the kind of idea. It's There's a phrase that I, that I quite like, it's a, iron sharpens iron. And the idea here is that we put, you know, the students with like-minded people who also want to get better and it gives them that environment of like, Hey, this is, is like, this is like the motivation and inspiration I need. I come here, I see what people are doing, I add to the group, I'm part of like the community here. And that's that's really what Encore Esports is about. Encore esports is all about, it's all about just being the place where you go to like be around other people who want to get better. Like it is definitely a place for fun and hanging out, but it is absolutely a training ground. Like this is where people come to hone their skills.
0: You know, I grew up in the time where you go to the mall and you go to X-Zone and you sit down, you have like, you know, essentially a LAN party playing Counter-Strike. So, yeah. it, it's, it, you know, to me, when I first learned about Encore Esports, you know, it sounded like something like that. But obviously, talking to you, I've learned that it's not just, you know, sitting down in front of a computer and playing games with people that are around you. It's so much more. And it's not only an entertainment facility, but it's also a learning facility in a way that, you know, you are looking to help expand the skills of um you know, prospective esport athletes or ones that are already competing. So, and obviously, holding your own competitions as well. Um, but, what is it that made you decide to open a facility like this and start your own business and, and you know get into the esports business in general?
1: This is all uh, this is all a product of kind of giving myself a shot on the thing that I actually like. I was going to college to become a lawyer. I was going to Hunter College, and. Um halfway through my uh my I think I think it was my junior year, like halfway through my junior year, I actually got sick, I got shingles. It was uh it's kind of a rough time. Shingles is kind of a thing that people get when you're overly stressed out or you're old. Like those are the, the two main causes of getting shingles. And apparently I was stressed out. So I was playing games at the time, I was playing World of Warcraft and playing some other games at the time. And because I was stuck in bed at home, this is kind of like, well can't go to school right now so i guess i'm just gonna play more games so i was like i like this why can't i do something with this what can i do with it like and and i really feel for a lot of the people who i've encountered or who i know of that have a passion for gaming and they don't it's hard for them to locate the adjacent like worthy things like it's hard for them to look at uh, business or look at marketing and or look at you know all those kind of things and see how the two things like are related there are a lot of sports that i mean a lot of uh qualities that come out of uh, like professional esports players or even like pseudo-professional even like people who are just they're good at this this is what they like spending their time is you can you have to find the quality that's there and see where it applies to real life like where they can. Like do something with that. If they're not good enough to play games professionally, that doesn't mean that their gaming hobby doesn't have its own merit. I think for me, problem solving and people management is like I absolutely sharpened that skill in World of Warcraft. That's that's where I learned the majority of my ability to grow things. Like it's a it's a World of Warcraft in particular it happened to be a very large team sport. It's a 20-person team sport, so learning how to like deal with people and figure out problem solving as a 20 man team is, it's, it's a unique uh, experience. It's the, I haven't done anything else. And I've played a lot of traditional sports. I haven't done something where it feels like these are the 20 people and we're using 20 people to try to problem solve at all times. Like it's, it's, it's incredibly unique experience. And so I want to like share that with, with like how, I've seen people come into my store and they're in, like, we host tournaments for every which what game. And I've seen people come in and they're good at the game and they enjoy it. And after a tournament, they're still hanging around. Well, Yes, people are hanging around because it's fun. But I truly believe that, like, people hanging around are, like, they're hungry. They're hungry in the sense of this is what they do for fun, but they want to get better. So they come to a place where people are better than them. They're like, okay, let me, like, see what's going on. Let me see what people are doing. So that's that's kind of like the environment that I want to breed by opening algorithm esports. That was my whole goal in the first place. My whole goal in the first place is I really enjoy getting better at games. I really enjoy the camaraderie of like, um, of developing like as a team. And gaming has there's so many people who are interested in it, but they don't know how to apply it to other areas of life. And I, I think even this thing with the college being able to it, it is it, it means so much to me that we can go. scholarships to students who can take those like life skills that they learned from gaming and figure out the the good way to apply. it.
0: I agree, and I think just a lot of the things that you said there are kind of why you were the one who we felt was the best to run this program because. You know, you started your own place because you wanted to, and you had great reasons behind it of not only wanting to get better, but also wanting to help other people get better, and just open up the the platform to so many other people, and you know, create an audience in that. And you know, obviously, I, I mentioned before that I I had interest in us starting an esports program, but if I was in charge of it, you know, it would have been probably a very basic level. And then you came to us with an idea, and it's it's so much bigger than anything I would have thought of. So you know, I, I think that it's, it's important for people to know that you're bringing a lot of passion to it. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's, it's more than just wanting to be a coach. It's wanting to yeah. build something from the ground up and, and really make it into something special. So, um, and what, you know, like I said, you know, you're the guy, you know, we felt like you're the right guy to do this, but, um, one thing I want uh, to find out about you too, is what is the competitive background that you have when it comes to esports. Um, I've played a lot of games at, like, a pretty good level. Um, For me, I've played...
1: Because I started with a Blizzard game, because World of Warcraft is, like, the game that kind of really got me into gaming, I've played uh, that game at a U.S. fifth level, but I'll get back to that. So I've tried a lot of games since then. Um, I've played Overwatch at, like, Masters level. I've played League of Legends at Platinum level. I've played... uh, I've played Super Smash Brothers at amateur level at best. I've tried, but uh, sometimes you know, everyone like if you're an athlete, I, I I venture to find an athlete that vibes with every sport they've ever tried. I that's it's incredible. There's a reason why triathlons are so uh, impressive. It's because even if this is what you like to do and this is what you're like, your passion, it's so hard to to really find the person that like can just bat a hundred in three different sports. It's incredible. So for me, I definitely, fighting games are, I, I really enjoyed them actually, but it has not clicked yet. I've only been trying fighting games the last like two years or so since I opened my store. Um, but shooting games, I'm pretty decent at. Uh, things are more reliant on strategy and like know-how and information sync. That seems to be more my wheelhouse. So that's why I also did well at Herdstone. Um that's that's like my brief game background. But to get back to World Warcraft, that has been something that uh, I've done from like started at a low level and really built and like started to understand what it takes to get from like nothing to actual like high level competition. So me saying that we were competing at U.S. fifth to try to like explain that in uh, in in a way that that the average listener can understand is that there are 10 million people who played the game at the time. And of the 10 million, I would say like 10% compete. Like So 10 million people playing the game, I'd say 10% are competing for like what we're trying to compete for. It's like, whoever gets to the end game of the game the fastest and it's like a, a race basically. We got there fifth in the US and that is playing at like half the amount of hours committed that most other people do um so we were, we were never really trying to compete for us first us first does something crazy like their first two weeks they basically i mean it's gotten to the point where it's, it's actually worthwhile so it's interesting enough that the two people competing for um u.s first not really there's a pretty decent gap between it so but one of them is sponsored by complexity complexity is uh esports team owned by the um by dallas um by um, the Dallas Cowboys. And that's so that's Complexity Limit, who happens to be the number one in that game. And then the number two is Golden Guardians, which that name should sound really familiar. It's a Golden State's team. Um, like the Warriors have an esports team that they have now gotten into World of Warcraft on that level. So those people, they play the first two weeks, like um, at like, they're playing two weeks of like 12 hours a day and that's how they're like it it's 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 impressive that's that's how they choose to compete in the game we chose to compete in the game at 12 hours a week until we get it down so like much more manageable like I would say that a lot of people in our group are like uh college students and stuff like that whereas in the other groups where. Those are people who like have jobs and are just like, hey, at the beginning of every cycle, like once every like six months, I need to take a week off. Like that's how it works. But um, so from perspective, we were, we were pretty good. We are 15 in the US is impressive for sure, but the more impressive feat was that we were doing it in like half the hours of the people around us. Um, That's the majority of my gaming background. The majority of my ba- gaming background comes from starting at like a US 200th spot and tier by tier figuring out what we needed to like change in each different cycle to like achieve better. And uh, basically how the progression kind of went is we were cutting our rank in half like every couple months. It was like, we went from like 122 to 88 to 44 to 22 to 11. It was actually uncanny that it was actually cut in half. But um, it was really interesting. It was. It's a lot of like, I learned a lot in terms of, is a different kind of problem solving. It's looking at what you currently have and figuring out what is preventing us from doing better. And I'm sure every, every coach that's ever existed for any like college team, that, that has to be like the majority of their job. I'm assuming here, because I've never really spoken to a, uh, an athletic coach about something like this, but it has to, it has to sound something like, here, this is what we have. This is what we're up against what is preventing us from winning? How, how do we defeat the problem? It's similar in esports and from like, from like a a management perspective, if you look at uh, like professional sports, you look at like the NFL, there is literally a job on the team where they're looking at the team and they're like, okay, who do we need to trade? Who do we need to acquire? How, what are our weak points? What are preventing us from doing better? that 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 is like the majority of like that is that is my niche that is what i enjoy doing that is how i like um playing the game that i play it's i so i do a lot of recruitment for my guild that's what i've always done and i, I do a lot of like decision making in terms of personnel and so bringing that to a college esports scene i think i have a lot of perspective on problem solving and figuring out where we're lacking i think that's that's what like and what while it might not lead to personnel changes, we end up with, like, knowing that, okay, this person needs to do this to fill, to fill that gap, or this person needs to work on this to fill that gap. That's how, that that's, that's the expertise that I bring to Monroe Esports that I think will allow us to grow very rapidly.
0: You know, I was going to say, as, as you were, as you were explaining all that, that I think that ability is a very important aspect of being able to run a program, especially coaching. So it makes a lot of sense that, you know, being able to look at it, look at this and say, what can we be doing that will make us better? Or what do we need to bring in and things like that? You know, like it's exactly what somebody running this program needs to be doing. And I, you know, running any athletic program needs to be doing. So that's, that's great. And that, you know, that also um, is why you're, you're the coordinator you're in charge of the esports program, but you did bring in, coaches that are more specific towards each game so you know it makes a lot of sense that you're going to have your hands on everything looking at everything ways you can um, make it better but also having people that are specific to each title that can you know help help you know our athletes grow and develop their specific skills they need and one thing I did want to hit on is you know we are we do want to teach our audience you know what kind you know a lot more about esports because you know, just like me, like I said, you know, I'm looking at it from a very basic, basic perspective with not too much knowledge of, you know, what the world looks like, what the skills look like. So um, let's, let's say even just in general, the, the the three titles that we're starting with right now, which are League of Legends, Overwatch, and Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, what are some of the skills you look for when it comes to each of those games? And um, not necessarily like what you're recruiting for, but, you know, things that you look for that you think, hey, this is going to make somebody that's going to be really good at this or you're more you know your, your skill set fits you in this role differently you know all, all that stuff you know educate me please all right so
1: the question is we're, we're trying to figure out like what the what, what the qualities that make a good esports player is for the for the current games that we that that we offer um so, let's yeah. start with let's start with smash bros smash bros are like i said I, i've been trying recently i've been, been playing that game for about two years now and like I have very much wrapped my head. I've I've gotten such a greater appreciation for how truly hard fighting games are. It is um, not only do uh, you require like good uh, button pressing and like dexterity and mental fortitude, but it's also like it's mind games. It's um, it's like you are very rewarded for anticipating what your opponent is going to do. It's like. Think of it like a think of it like like actual sport. Think of it like boxing. I compare I, I think comparing boxing and uh smash Bros. is a very, very interesting parallel. So what you see in in like boxing, for example, is if I throw a jab and then I faint across or I jab and then like everything I do in the beginning of a match is to kind of like fish out with my opponent's like natural reaction is. So that's uh that's kind of what what fighting games are like it's like it's like trying to gather information but there are multiple multiple layers to that everyone knows you're trying to gather information so if you do something that's not necessarily threatening they might do something that is like it looks like their reaction but it's a very calculated they decided to do this here it's not their natural reaction so it's a lot of like back and forth like that like um there are multiple I, I could write a I'm not even good at fighting games and I could write a book on like the nuance of how to like of what makes you good at fighting games. But in general, I think the the basics of it is uh, of the games, I think the button pressing and fighting games are more generally difficult than the other genres. I think that there's no like uh specifically in, in Smash Bros., uh the the single, it's a 1v1, so it's not like there are 2v2, but like generally, it's played 1v1, and 1v1 isn't a team sport. So there's no, you don't need the the cooperative aspect of it. But it is a lot of individual performance. It is what did I do wrong? How do I fix this? And even if I know the right thing to do, if I didn't press the right buttons properly, it's kind of a bad time. Like uh, we can segment to Overwatch, where Overwatch is a team shooting game where. There are roles, like there are different roles. There's three separate roles. There's a damage dealing role. There's a tank role and a support role. And I would say in the tank and support role, positioning and understanding what the goal is and what the enemy is trying to do is more important than your actual button pushes. Like button pushes matter, but they're not, because your role kind of dictates that you're there to kind of like let your damage dealers do damage and protect them from like getting picked up. So in a game like Overwatch, I would say two of the six people, their button process are in, are, are like as uh, important as like a fighting game player where the other four game knowledge starts to really show of like, hey, I need to be here. I need to be here. In this situation, this is better. So it all comes down to a, I, I, like we can go down to League of Legends. Again, it's a team game, 5v5. And button pushes matter, I'd say, more than Overwatch. But um, now, knowledge of a lot of things come into play. Knowledge of where I should be at any given time. Knowledge of in a team fight, in a 5v5 fight, like I, my team is clashing with the other team, like 5 on 5, everyone's in the right place. There is still like know-how of where to be and what I should be doing. So I think a lot of it really comes down to critical thinking decision making and it's it's not easy like half the time by time like you, every team has a captain like if you're playing basketball a team captain and he kind of like leads and like dictates the pace and that happens in these team games as well but things are so fast-paced because obviously they're video games and not real people with real people limitations um things are super fast-paced and if you don't know the right decision to make and you're waiting for a call sometimes it's just too late. They can't make all the calls for you. So I think the some of the qualities that, that really shine through are problem solving, decision-making, and like mental dexterity. It's very, you have to be like, I almost said light on your feet, but it's obvious it's video games. So it's kind of an interesting way to put it, but it's, uh, you have to be like at the ready. So for me, when we're looking for good players of these games, it really comes down to do you have the the dedication to really want to understand how things are supposed to go and put in the time and the repetition to like get your hands to agree with what your your knowledge now knows like now you know the right thing to do are you going to put in the time to get your hands up to speed and i think that's that's really what's i i like so much about video games i think that there's it's it's so accessible it's like if you there's so many games. I I think that honestly, with like traditional sports, because of the physicality of it all, there are people who are just better than other people out the gate. And like, we, we like to like refer to that as like natural talent versus it's like talent versus, uh, you can hone your skill, but you, you, you can be, you can come into it naturally talented. Um, I think that there are so many, there's a higher rate of successful people in esports that are not quote unquote talented versus traditional sports. I think traditional sports, talent plays like a bigger role in terms of like, don't get me wrong, I fully believe that even in traditional sports, that hard work can overcome most things. But there is like, I mean, hard work's not gonna grow me five inches. Like I could be insane at basketball if I'm five four, it's not gonna go so hot. So I, I really like that I like the accessibility that if if somebody has like the mental capacity to like learn and like that that's like the 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 only barrier the, the barrier is can you learn fast enough if you can't learn fast enough that's really when it starts to become like we cannot make you as good as like as good as you can but the natural talent comes on reaction speed but reaction speed is something you can work on. Like it's it's definitely there, but I do truly believe that like anyone with like enough like passion for something can get really good at most of the esports that exist right now. Like I, I, I don't think the barrier to entry on like getting good is that hard. Like I, I've seen so many people go from horrible to pretty great and it's like time and effort, not I was born five feet taller than my opponents like or faster or stronger or you know whatever it is
0: Monroe Mustangs is sponsored by the Monroe Mustang Sideline Store powered by our apparel partners at BSN Sports whether you're looking for t-shirts hats jackets or accessories the Monroe Mustang Sideline Store has it all Gear up with the new Monroe Mustangs logo and make it your own with hundreds of customizable options including sports specific designs. For the month of January, you could take 20% off all orders of $85 or more by using the promo code JAN21, that's J-A-N-2-1. Visit MonroeCollegeMustangs.com slash shop to look your best as you cheer on the Mustangs. I think that does go into you know, why they call it esports now though, is that there is still so so much of it that does relate to the traditional sports like basketball and baseball and football, where it is, you know, there's a lot of, there's a big stamina factor to it, whether it's mental stamina or, or physical stamina, you know, like I could say in my own experiences of playing at home and playing super smash brothers on a Nintendo switch. I don't know, I get tired because my hands are moving so quickly. Cause I'm literally just button mashing. Cause that's my no. skill level. And uh, yeah, I, I think there's, there's a lot to it. And like, I know of a lot of just in my research and talking to you that, you know, um, there is an exercise factor to esports as well. And, you know, that's, it's part of the program is being able to work out similar to how other teams uh, work out, you know um, it's still something that helps you, whether it's just keeping your stamina up or strengthening your hands, but there is so much that it still relates back to the traditional sports that, you know, it's, it's, in, in a way, you know, it's it's just as mentally and physically tough as any other sport you see, uh, at least from from my perspective of it, you know, you could tell me if, uh, if I'm a little bit off on that one.
1: I, I think that, I think that uh, it's, there's like, there's a difference. Um, I'd compare it more to like cross country rather than sprinting. I think that, I think that for sprinters, there's a certain amount of like uh physicality that like you can't overcome like some people are just born to sprint you know like i feel like they're born like this is like this is how their body is they're good at it i'm not saying that they didn't have to put in work but they're definitely like with the equal work put in versus another person they're just ahead um i think that is i i would compare esports more to like cross country where it's like your, your mental endurance, your ability to push through matters more than like your, your your like one-to-one excellence level. Like, I think it's like the grit or like the, the ability to keep performing at the same level you're capable of performing is more important than the 1% difference in somebody who is just stronger than the other person who's putting just as much work as them.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. That's a really good analogy. and. I think our audience will appreciate how many different sports you've actually made references to during this to kind of give everyone a better understanding of what we're talking about here. And one thing I want to touch on as well is that the esports business in general over the last couple of years has grown so immensely that you could you could argue that it's on this on the same competitive level in terms of viewership as any sport there is. I mean, there have been um, there have been competitions in some certain games that have reached super bowl level viewership. So, um, you know, it's, it's, at this point, it's a billion dollar industry. Um, and there's so many different parts to it. Like I said, you know, so many, so many different games that are competitive. There are so many different ways to show off competitions, whether it's, you know, on TV or if it's on YouTube or Twitch, uh, I think it's just a really important thing to note that it's such a growing industry that, you know, it's also expanding so much at the college level that you're going to see a lot of these college athletes becoming professionals very quickly, if I'm, if I'm, you know, I'm not mistaken. And um, it's, it's unique as well at the college level that you could see professionals that do come back and compete at the college level. So maybe you could talk a little bit more about the business in general and what, what it's looking like and, you know, how, how it grew over the last few years. Okay. I
1: would say that uh, any like random metric you look up on Google will tell you that the esports industry has been growing hand over fist like it's it's like, you know, increasing by 25% every year, or whatever the the current metric is, it's large it's like no business at this level is growing at this rate and uh, specifically COVID has shown that this business is quite insulated from like outside factors like outside factors have ruined and grown not many businesses but this is one of those businesses that hasn't really seen much effect even though there has been like huge in-person like we are hosting this tournament i mean there's a csgo tournament csgo is a counter-strike it's a shooting game um it is a csgo tournament at the barclays like um it almost fills out there's an overwatch tournament at the barclays that i actually went to that definitely filled out like i tried to get my friend's tickets like a week before and there was no more tickets to be sold. So the viewership is there, but however, even without the viewership, the online presence is more important to the like success of the business. The business, like, like when it comes to things like like businesses growing from, it's, it's all about viewership and what big companies think your advertising dollars are worth. And with that, esports is definitely like approaching critical mass in terms of it's getting to the point where big advertisers like companies like uh, uh, more recently, a couple of years ago, a company called uh, um, like the, the companies that it, 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 was, it kind of goes back and forth. So originally the companies who were winning these big competitions were like whatever people made the companies. It was like, you know, um, Blue Tigers or like some innocuous name that's not connected to anyone. Then like a couple years later than that, the uh, like, uh, I think like five years ago, the team who won the League of Legends Worlds was Samsung White. Recognize that name? It's a large company. Like, like uh, <laughs> nowadays, like these companies, like I, I just told you with World of Warcraft, Complexity is owned by the Dallas Cowboys and um, um, Golden Guardians is owned by Golden State so it is traditional sports are now dipping their toes into esports because the model is very similar it's huge viewership because of people interest that sells merchandise because of people interest that sells advertising spots because of people interest and the best thing about esports on that end is that the 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 target market is like one of the biggest spending markets like in terms of like if you're looking from like a marketing standpoint like 20-somethings mail are like some of the largest purchasing power. So advertising companies are like, hey, this is direct marketing. These are the people who buy our stuff. Let's get in there. So you see big companies like I've seen Coca-Cola sponsor things. I've seen uh, I've seen BMW sponsor things I've seen like intel and like big computer uh, peripheral companies are starting to sponsor things like so the business is there the business is growing it's getting to the point where at a professional level you can see that the viewership is high enough that big corporations want to invest into this and all those things have trickle down effects so as as the nfl got bigger college football got bigger because now college football is like the pregame and more fit, like it has more value because NFL has more value. So it's kind of the same thing. So as professional has more value, the college level will have more value and it'll get more developed. And that's like where we're trying to, we're trying to beat the buzzer on that one. We're trying to get to the point where we are so prepared for college esports to blow up in a big way with support from these publishers that our students are getting in on the ground floor.
0: I appreciate you explaining that so eloquently in a, in a way that I was not able to do before that. Um, yeah, it's it's it really is amazing. And I remember the first time just a number of years ago, seeing just photos and videos of arenas that are literally sold out and so loud for esports competitions. And it really is like that. I think that's when I first decided like when I was here, I was like, I have to at least bring up the idea of an esports program, just because like, look, look how big it's getting. It's, it's really, it's just, it's, it's exploding. And it's, like you said, just growing at such a rapid rate that, you know, you haven't, you don't see other sports growing like that. You know, as much as technology grows, you know, you're not seeing um, anything else that's coming out of nowhere and growing like that. It's, it's really is something crazy. And another thing that is involved in that, you know, we talked about obviously competitive opportunities when it comes to our program and it comes to esports in general, but there's so much more to the business and there's so many opportunities available. And I want to kind of wrap things up with uh, the other opportunities that are Uh, that are involved in esports, you know, like we talked about, like, obviously there is competition, but there is also the social media aspect to it and the broadcasting aspect and the recording and streaming. So again, you know, you're the expert. I want to hear everything you have to say when it comes to the outside competition opportunities from esports.
1: I can, I can tell you a little bit, I can start a little bit with, uh, we're, we're doing some stuff with, um, High School as well. Um, we started a club at Nourishaw High School. We got them okay to, like, Practice and function from Encore Esports, even though it's like off campus, which is awesome. Like that's awesome that Nerves High School had the the uh, confidence in us to run a high school program. Um, now, what that means is we had specifically Overwatch. Overwatch was probably our most successful program that we ran. We ran also we did the same thing we're doing with Monroe. We did uh, Overwatch, uh, League of Legends, and Smash Bros. And Overwatch, we had scheduled games. We put them in a league. It was great. We did like uh recordings again like we'll we'll actually probably have some of those on the monroe page i'll show maybe i can get monroe to play our high school team at some point it'd be really interesting that that's the cool thing about esports there's no there's no barrier i like you can get beat up on by 16 year olds and they won't feel bad like it does not like it does not matter where you are um so it's uh what we did with them is we had let's say we had 13 people on the the um i think it was about that 13 to 14 people on the team for overwatch we had practice once a week it was really good and this is all this is all at the store Um, we did it on wednesdays Um, now besides that we also had a girl that came in and we taught her to use all the streaming equipment so when they did competitions against other schools i mean we even played hunter college like we had nourisho high school play hunter college because i had some friends that were part of the esports program there Um, we recorded it and we streamed it and i could have definitely got behind the stream and ran the stream but instead i had one of the students from the high school we taught her how to do all the broadcasting we taught her how to do the scene changes we taught her how to make the scenes and we even got like because it's only six people playing at a time so there's 14 people on the team we got two other members from the team to get on commentary and talk about the game and what was happening in the game so this is like how we want to explain with Monroe as well like having there's there's like adjacent stuff so there's there's it like uh you know how in like uh, I, I don't even know what the exact job title is but like in college in like high school and college like there are people who do plays and there's people who are in the plays but then there's also people who work in the tech end of it whether it's lights and stuff like those jobs exist in esports too like so like think of these jobs as like the lights like these are these are uh if, if you are interested and super um into esports but you don't have the the ability to compete at that level, you can still find plenty of worthy jobs adjacent to the um, to adjacent to the games themselves. Like whether that's marketing, whether that's the business aspect of running competitions, whether that's like uh, the the technical side of it, like not the running of the stream and stuff like that, but the the um, creating the programs that do like all the the scene changes and there's, there's a lot of technical aspects and they're, they're kind of broken up into different things. There's like the actual production of what's happening like in real time, whether that's like recording with cameras, streaming to the thing. And and there's behind the desk of the computer where you're the one changing the scenes, changing like what words say what on the Twitch screen. Um, then there's also like the people who are putting together the actual like we are setting up the lights we are setting up the microphones like when it comes to competition day there's a whole lot of stuff on that end and then even besides that like straying a little more with esports if you're into gaming there's game design there's coding there's even cybersecurity there's there's a lot of things adjacent to esports where it's like if this is what i'm interested in here's how i can be part of this industry without having to be good enough to be professional and anyone who's ever been interested in esports i'm sure you like it's it's like getting to the point where it's like this is awesome this is what i like i'm not good enough to play but if i could watch and this is part of my job this is awesome like that's that's where we want to get the students you want to get people to facilitate whatever they can in terms of esports if that's what they want to be involved in because there's definitely room and i don't think there's enough education in general to what else can you do with the skill set
0: And that's, that's definitely the reason why I think the sky's the limit with this esports program is that we have our eyes on so many more aspects other than competition. And we want to make sure that there is, you know, basically an educational program that goes along with this program, you know, well, obviously I'll have my involvement as I do with every other sport as well, but I can only do so much. And I think there's so much for students to come in and learn that are directly involved with this program that, you know, you're going to help them with, I'm going to help them with, and they're just going to kind of learn on their own. And I think that's, that's one of the beautiful things about the program. But, you know, we're reaching the end of our time today. So uh, it's it's time to wrap things up a little bit. But Govinda, I want to thank you again for taking the time to really educate our audience on what this program is going to look like, what esports are. And uh, before we go, you know, what are uh, some ways that if, you know, students are interested in finding out more about our program or want to sign up and become part of it, uh, how can they reach you? And uh, of course, I'll put the links in the caption as well here. But, uh, you know, where are some places that you want people to reach out to you? There'll
1: be some links, but we'll also have, like, we have our Discord server, so if you're at all, in, if you're at Monroe or planning to be at Monroe and you're looking at anything eSports related or if you just like the game in general and you want to be part of the club, there's a Discord server you can find people to play with here. You can find, like, if you want to compete in the future, this is where you can be. If we don't offer your game yet, this is still where you should be. If you're interested in games at all, this is the place to be. Like, we will figure out a way to help you either have more fun or facilitate you getting better to the point of wanting to compete. Like the Discord server is definitely like the place to start. Um, There'll be on-campus activities and stuff that we do like in the future when things get a bit back to normal. There'll be a lot more of a presence of like, hey, these are the guys doing this thing. Come talk to us. Like let us know like how you want to be involved. There is space for you, trust me. Like we want you involved even if all you want to do is find more people to play games with. Like, yeah,
0: uh, we're definitely in the business of creating opportunities here I would
1: say so there's a discord um, on the Monroe Esports like the, the Monroe Esports uh, webpage there will be um, info about like the discord info there will be info about the games we're currently offering what we're looking for in a player etc like the, the best way to reach out to us is absolutely discord my email will also be included um, but yeah that's if you don't know what Discord is, definitely email me and I will set you up.
0: And of course, you can find a lot of this information on our website and specifically on the esports branch of our website, which is monroecollege.com. I'm sorry, monroecollegemustangs.comslash esports. And that's where you're going to find all of our stuff in the coming weeks. You know, check out that page. We're going to have not only this interview, but more features at, just to get to know the coaches, get to know the team, learn a little bit more about esports. So definitely make sure you're checking back there. Uh, for those of you, you know, thank you for listening. Uh, for those of you who want to check out our previous interviews, you know, we're on YouTube every single week on Instagram at on our IGTV page at Monroe Mustangs. This is available in podcast form on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. So again, Govinda, thank you so much for taking the time today to join us and educate all of us. And for those of you listening, stay safe, take care of yourselves. And thanks for hanging out with us this week. We'll see you next time.